Hey guys, welcome in NRL Supercoach Therapy Podcast Round Seven Review. Let's get into it. Funny old round of footy, wasn't it? Um, lots going on there. I mean, geez, some really lopsided uh, scores and some, you know, it made for, I guess, from a super coach point of view, if you had the right players, then you know, it makes it makes it fun to watch. Um, just from a purely NRL perspective, though, a little bit of a struggle. Some of those games. Uh, were very lopsided and um, not a lot of competition going there. Made it a little bit, I don't know. I don't know. I, I prefer closer contests, to be fair. Uh, there really were some pumpings this weekend, none more so than the, the final game down in Melbourne last night. What an absolute thrashing. Uh, we'll get to that uh, later on. Hey, let's start the round uh, back on Thursday night where the Cronulla Sharks defeated the Manly Seagulls 34-22. Um, classic case of a game of two halves, this one. Holy moly. Uh, Sharks in the first half just absolutely destroyed Manly. Destroyed Manly's right-edge defense. Uh, poor old Morgan Harper. Um, we might not see him for a wee while. In fact, I've got a funny feeling he's uh, actually, yeah, he is on the list. He's actually, I've got an appointment with him shortly, uh, followed up by Nathan Brown, I can see here. So, um, they might have to actually wait. I might have to get some therapy on my own. Uh, the family and I have uh, been in um, COVID uh, protocols for the last seven days. Uh, so might need a little uh, marriage counselling therapy of my own um, after this week. But uh, I'll save that for uh, I'll save that for the uh, marriage counselling podcast, shall I? Back to the footy, and yeah, thirty-four twenty-two, uh, CSC for Talakai. Wow, what a performance. Uh, well done, everyone that's got him. Well done to those that uh, chucked the VC on him. Um, very ballsy call early on, but I guess that's the thing with the VC. You can just throw it out there and see what happens. And um, I know uh, the leader, Garth, in our um, in our league uh, put the VC on him and um, it paid dividends. And... 165 points, pretty much all in that first half. They just absolutely destroyed Manly. Uh, it was, it was, it was shambolic. Uh, it was schoolboy stuff. You know, you, the the commentators couldn't help but laugh and, and take the piss because because that's what it looked like Manly was doing in defence. There was just nothing there, and Cronulla just steamrolled through them. Uh, Talakai just an absolute wrecking ball, and you know, very hard to stop when they're just running downhill like that. And, I mean, I've made my, I've, I've said for a long time, Saab is not a good footballer. He's fast. That's all he's got. His defensive reads are terrible. Morgan Harper was clearly, clearly exploited and shown up there on Thursday night. He's got s- some serious holes in his game that need to be fixed. Uh, but, and, I mean, Cherry Evans and uh, Otto Koalu didn't help much uh, on the inside as well either. They got, they got pushed around too. So you can't put it all on Harper. It's, he's an easy target, it's, and it's obvious. He, I mean, he did have a shocker of a game. But I think all of Manly need to put their hands up and say it wasn't good enough. They obviously got a bollocking in the sheds, and they came back out in the second half and played much better. They did have the win behind them. Uh, Cronulla, I don't know if Cronulla put the cue in the rack so much. Manly definitely stood up and played better in that second half. Uh, but it was uh, too little too late. Ended up going down by 12 points. I mean, for the Sharks, Talakai with 165. I mean, I think he had 150-odd or 160 at 
halftime or, you know, it was something like that. It was painful as a non-owner and well done to those, like I said, well done to those who do have them. Um, and boy, if you, if you don't have them, it's almost too late, I think. You, know, you can still get on. I mean, I think if he was dual now, I think he, you got to get him. Um, possibly not so much as just a second row. He's not going to have games like that every week. Although he has backed it up the last few weeks and is just killing it. Uh, Nico Hines keeps doing his thing, 97, just controlling the game. Uh, such a such a good player, Nico Hines. I didn't actually think he was this good a player. I just thought he was a, a good player in a Melbourne system where he flourished. And when he went to Cronulla, I thought, gee, he's going to have to really step up here without without the supporting cast around him. He does have a good supporting cast around him at Cronulla. Not like the Storm, but still pretty good. Uh, but he's just he's played so much better than I thought he, he uh, possibly would to start the year anyway. And well done, 97 points. He just keeps tuning them out. Uh, for owners, whether you've got him at halfback or a fullback, he's such a great option for you. Amulatalo on that left edge as well, 84, good stuff from him. Uh, what else we got? Not, McKinnis, 47, he may have played 80 minutes. Um, don't quote me on that. Uh, not a great return, and it got you thinking twice about maybe getting Cam McKinnis. I don't know about him. Um, the super coach points just aren't, he isn't quite pumping them out. And that goes for a, quite a lot of players in that second row spot there. I'm looking at you, Angus Crichton. You know, guys just aren't pumping out those 60-plus scores that we're used to seeing from them. So that's just something to keep in mind going forward. Uh, for Manly, uh, Garrick, 80. Olakowatu, 79. He's still scoring well. Uh, Croker scored a try, 75. Cherry Evans, 67. Not much else doing there at um, at Manly. Four and back down to earth with a 25. Uh, popular cheapy cooler. Just with 20. Morgan Harper managed to score seven points. Um, not sure where those seven points came from because he would have had a lot of negatives, negative points there for the missed tackles and everything else going on. And I think he starts on negative four um, with the haircut anyway, every game. So, um, yeah, how he managed to get seven, I've got no idea. A few injuries and uh, some judiciary news. Olakowatu, I think, is in line for a one or two week stint on the sidelines there with a high shot. There were injuries. Uh, the big prop, Paseca, he scored a try, but he also hurt his knee. Uh, Andrew Davey done his shoulder. And Dylan Walker hurt his leg again. I think it's the quad. And Will Candy with a shoulder. So for Manly, there's some serious issues. I mean, they had they were missing uh, uh, Tapao. They were missing uh, LIA, who's, who I think is out for a few weeks. Uh, they were missing Kepi. They might get Kepi, and they should get Tapao back this week to bolster the middle there. Uh, I don't know if Schuster is back yet or not. So uh, with Davey out, even though he was moved to the front row this week, uh, you would think that would uh, have a spot. Bullimore, um, the infamous uh, Ethan Bullimore, who was owned by Plenty, because he must have been owned by a shit ton of players because he's always in the most traded out list every week. So it's just, you know, and, and he's just trickling out of teams slowly and surely. Uh, and, I mean, he's probably going to jag. Uh, I think he'll definitely be in the 17. He might even jag a starting spot again, Ethan Bullimore. And he could be, I'm keeping him, I'm held him. There's no point trading the bloke. He's just losing money. There's no value there. Might as well hold. Uh, if anything, he might be a valuable number for the first buy, and he might even jag a starting spot And uh, with depth. Uh, could be could help you out and could help uh, owners who stuck with him out in a round where there's just a whole lot of issues with injuries or COVID or whatever. You never know when you're going to need Bullimore. So uh, hold on to him for the time being. But, yeah, they do have some serious injuries and some serious problems there at Manly. Uh, can they bounce back 
this week. I think they have to because that was just a shellacking in the first 40 anyway. Uh, with Will Candy going down, what's that going to mean for Cronulla? I know they had, I think, the 19th man, and his name escapes me. Might be a Miller, someone like that. I think he's a fullback. Do they give him a run uh, at fullback this week? They are playing the Thursday night game against the Broncos at Suncorp. Or do they take the safe option, put Nico Hines to fullback, and they can just slot Trendle right in there to halfback? I reckon they might do that. I reckon they'll give that a go. And, but Nico will still get his, still get plenty of ball, get his hands on the ball a lot. Interesting to see. Or do they just say, no, Nico, you're actually our halfback, mate. Someone else can play at the back. You you keep doing what you're doing. So that would be an interesting call. See what they do there for Cronulla. But uh, anyway, massive, massive win for them. And well done. Plenty of super coach points to be had. Uh, the sole game on Friday night was the mighty Brisbane Broncos 34, defeating the woeful Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 14. Um, pretty close game for the first, I don't know, 50 minutes or so. Then Adam Reynolds just turned it on. And this was probably the first time this season that Adam Reynolds has really uh, stamped his mark on the Broncos uh, as the captain, as the big money signing. And you'd have to say, based on that second half performance, it's been money well spent for the Broncos. Uh, He just took control of the game uh, with his boot, uh, with his passing, with the running. I really liked the, uh, the the short side runs where he just chip over the top there, just in the no-man's land and really put pressure on uh, the Bulldogs' uh, back three and it paid off for Brisbane on a few occasions. Reynolds finished with 115. I, I mean, he's not really a super coach relevant player. He's just not consistent enough. Uh, unless he can start to pick up that form and if they're scoring plenty of points, you know he's kicking the gold. Possibly an option later in the year, but I, I just don't think so um, for the Broncos. But he, he did score well and they picked up a really strong win. Uh, no judiciary use. It looks like there weren't any injuries, serious injuries in the game. Haas did come off early uh, with the shoulder, um, came back on. They tested it out. Uh, he was right to go, and he played the rest of the game, the big Buffalo. And uh, what a just a, what a massive performance. What a massive player Haas is. And they just can't, Broncos cannot afford to lose him. He is, he's everything to that team. Uh, but you can understand why other teams would chase because – he is so important to that forward pack, and he would just make any other forward pack um, so much better instantly just by the way he plays. Um, really good to see Tamari Martin uh, return to the NRL, and he had a solid game. Uh, I don't know if he made any errors at the back there, which is good because normally Broncos fullbacks do that. Tessie News got an error in his game for sure. So I quite like the look of uh, Tamari Martin at the back. I wouldn't be, I know Tessie News out uh, long term. But Martin might find his way. The way the Broncos and Walters picks his team, Tamari Martin might be playing 5-8 in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Uh, here's a cheapy option there. Here's dual 5-8 and, um, and fullback. So that's something to keep in mind there. You never know. Sneaky cheapy to make um, to free up some cash elsewhere. Uh, might not be too bad an option. Uh, other big scorers, Cobbo uh, dotted down a few times. He had a really good game. Then the 82 points for those for those owners that still have Cobbo, well done. Uh, Payne Haas, 73, just being the man. Uh, Corey Oates, really good game from Corey Oates. He scored 57. Uh, is he a super coach option? Maybe. He's he, he's still a good footballer. And I still don't understand. There was, for a few years there, he just wasn't in the good books. And I don't know if it was a training thing, if it was his uh, his attitude or whatever. He's clearly, he's clearly the Broncos' best uh, winger. 
Uh, and he's played, I think he's played every game this year, and he's played really well. He's scoring plenty of tries. Every time they show him, he scores a try. He's moving up that Broncos all-time list. Uh, I think he's about 700 tries behind uh, Steve Renoff, but uh, he might get there one day. Um, but playing really good footy is Corey Oates. Uh, Palacia, 52. Plays big minutes, Palacia, which I really like about him. Uh, he is dual, second row, front row. Maybe a wee bit of an option. Uh, what else we got here? Capewell, another underwhelming 40. I guess Capewell was just... This is Capewell. When, when he's not playing in a dynamite team like Penrith, this this is what Capewell is. He's this kind of a player. He's just a bread and butter kind of guy. He's not going to let you down. Um, he's not going to he's not going to wow you, and he hasn't done that so far with the Broncos. But he's just you know he's just doing his job there. He, but obviously when he doesn't have a guy like Cleary uh, putting him through for attacking stats, this is the kind of player you get. So he's not really a, a super coach option at all anymore now that he's at the Broncos, and especially now that he doesn't have dual flexibility anymore. Uh, Stags back down to earth with 37. Uh, the ball just didn't really go Stags way. To be fair. Uh, a lot of people brought him in, a couple of big scores, really low break even, uh, and Stags gave you a Stags performance. Um, look, he's a bit like Coates, maybe just just play just just play him, roll the dice. I don't even know if he's one of those ones where you just play on matchups because Stags, I think, is the kind of guy that could could jag a hundred against a really good team, uh, and then like like he has the last few weeks, he got a hundred against the Roosters, uh, and then he gets a thirty. 37 against the Dogs, so go figure. And not much else doing there at the Broncos. And speaking of not much else doing, the Bulldogs, Car 98, I might have bagged a couple. Pangai, 84, as predicted, a good, strong game from him against his old team. Um, Dufty, 82. There's just not much doing here. Max King pumping out of 47. Uh, I played Max King. He was second game up. Uh, I just thought I banked the, banked the safe points with Max King. If he plays minutes, he gets points. So as long as he's going to play 35 to possibly 40 minutes, uh, he's going to bank out. He's going to bank out close to 50 points for you, and you know nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that this year, especially when if you've got. I know Crichton isn't well owned anymore, but guys like Crichton playing 80 minutes and scoring 30s and 40s, like what's doing there? Whereas you've got a guy like Max King, you know what you're going to get, and sometimes that's not a bad option, especially if you've got a few rocks and diamonds guys that you are going to play in your squad. Have a guy like Max King play him as well and just get that 45, 50 points. Just bank that uh, insurance insurance score there. Um, not much else doing at uh, the Bulldogs. Another loss for them. Just the one win for them this year. Uh, they're, in, they're in big trouble. Poor old doggies down the bottom of the ladder. I'll start beating up on them and go to the next game. North Queensland 30, Gold Coast 4. Uh, Gold Coast have been terrible this year. They really have, really underperformed. Um, I think the spine is really struggling, and it's an inexperienced spine, and it's showing. And the forward pack, I don't think, is standing up the way they should, based on the names on paper there. Um, Jeremiah Nanai uh, possibly going to the judiciary for a dangerous throw. Doesn't look like there are any injuries out of the game. Big talking point was the fact David Fafita was playing in the centres, and uh, all of a sudden, people spruked it. Oh, here we go. It's going to be another Talakai kind of performance here. And, nah. Uh, what did he get? 42 points. He did get a try assist, and he he almost fluffed that. If you have a look, there wasn't a standard catch and pass or catch, draw and pass scenario. It was, you watch the way he passed it. He almost he had it in an unco position and kind of almost pushed it 
out of his right hand with his left hand into the uh, to his winger there and put him away. Uh, was it Asako? It might have been the fullback. Uh, it, it wasn't convincing, and it was a very unconvincing 42 points for David Fafida. Um, yeah, don't have him in the centres. I think he needs to be playing a bit of a hybrid role between playing on the edge and then give him 10-minute stints in the middle. Just move him into the middle of the field and say, just get some work done, mate. Just make some tackles. Just have a few hit-ups. Have a few meat and potato hit-ups in the middle. You'll still get, you'll create offloads. You'll create second phase. You'll draw numbers in any way, and then maybe we can attack on the edges. I think he just needs, I think he needs to be more in the middle of the field. Uh, then you can put him out in the second row for a bit of a breather there. And because otherwise he's just, all he is, all, he's always playing like a center in the second row anyway, because they need good, they need to get him find good ball in the other half of the field before he can be an attacking weapon. And he is such an attacking weapon, 20 meters out, 30 meters out, 40 meters out, whatever. But yeah, just in the centers, a real struggle for, uh, for, for feeder there. Um, while he's, and they, they haven't ruled out Holbrook double down, didn't rule out keeping him there. I, mean, oh, I don't get it. I think Corey Thompson is fit. So I don't know, maybe Corey Thompson's, uh, been rooting Holbrook's misses or something. I don't know. I don't know why Thompson's not in the team. Thompson's an excellent player. I don't get why he's not playing. Uh, look, for the Cowboys, Drinkwater 102. They've got an interesting thing to worry about because it looks like the Hammer will be back or available next week. What do they do there? Because Drinkwater offers a lot uh, in attack. That one try there, and that's, again, showed up for Feeder off the scrum. And he just swept and just kept on going around the left there, made a big arc. And went right by for feeder, scored by the flag there in the left, the left, uh, the left um, side flag, left, left touching flag, and you know just showed up for feeder. And and again, that's just you know people talking after Thursday night. Oh, let's get big, let's get big second rowers playing in the centres. That's why you don't. You know if they're not mobile and they don't have the foot speed, then the little fellas, even their opposing centres, are just going to blast past them. You know, so yeah, it, uh, it's not for everyone. That theory, it's works for Talakai. I think he's got the footwork, and he does have um, he does have some good speed off the mark that Fafita doesn't quite have. So yeah, everyone's got to hold fire on that theory, I think. Uh, but yeah, Drinkwater will he will he stay at fullback when Hammer's back? Ah, oh, big call to make because the Cowboys are playing well; they're entrenched in the top eight. So big call to make there for um, for uh, what's oh, I forgot the coach's name. Um, we know who we're talking about. Uh, big call to make there for him. Um, and geez, I mean, I think he probably makes the perfect, uh, the perfect utility on the bench. You know, Granville's does a job. It's a very small job and that's one spot. You only got four spots on that bench there and he takes up a spot that I think Drinkwater could handle if need be. He could play dummy half at a pinch. You know, defensively, he will be, a, you know, he'll be a liability in the middle of the field, but he, you know, he, you put him on there for attack, um, you know, not for not for defense. So I think Drinkwater should have a bench spot ahead of uh, Granville, whose best days are long gone. Uh, Tua Lungi played well for seventy five. Lukey scored a try for seventy. Uh, he was a popular uh, buy option this week, and he um, he did well. Talmalolo is sixty two. Uh, good stuff, Talmalolo. You'll take the sixty two points. No way he should have scored that many points because he should have been taken off the field. That that big hit up. He made the run, and then he—I can't remember who's who he got smacked into, but he was gone. You could see it with the slow mos there. He was gone. I mean, he clearly is not in Corey Parker's team, and he's possibly in uh, Corey Parker's head-to-head opponent's team because he was blowing up the Lux about 
Tamalolo still being on the field and how it was an outrage and it's a disgrace and all the rest of it. And, you know, kind of was, to be fair. He should have, there's no way he should have stayed on the field. That was a blatant HIA for sure. And it didn't happen. The fact that the guys uh, on the side didn't notice it and didn't do anything about it, or the independent doctor, that's the worst bit. The independent doctors, you know, calling players out, you got to go and they're walking off the field, what, what, what? You know, arms in the air, why, why, why? And it was an absolute most obvious one you've ever seen with Tal Malolo, and nothing happened. Uh, unbelievable, but that's why we love the NRL. Uh, Cotter with 43, a little underwhelming. I've got Cotter and I'm playing him, and uh, he's disappointing me a wee, but I mean, he's doing his job. Very, very busy on the field. Loves a decoy, loves a decoy run. Does that better than anyone in the league. Um, give him the ball a bit more. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, Dearden, 42. Again, playing well for the Cowboys. Uh, Nanai, 37, with a try. Again, off the kick, so no line break. But you take that try away, it's 20 points. And he did uh, he did serve 10 minutes in the bin as well. Uh, those that still have Nanai, look, good luck to you. But I think he well and truly has to go. Uh, for the Cowboys, not much doing here at all. Firma, 49. Uh, Tino, 45. Fafido, as I mentioned, 42. Just not a lot doing there at um, not a lot doing there at the Titans. And they have got some serious, serious issues. And, gee, I don't know if they're going to fix them anytime soon. I think they've got the Roosters this week. Might be on Saturday night they've got the Roosters. And that is going to be uh, a battle between two uh, underperforming teams. Let's see who... Let's see who wins out there. Uh, let's go to oh, the Tigers and the Bunnies. The Tigers make it two in a row. Who would have thought after the start of the season um, they were what, they were zero and five, and uh, looked like they were going to be zero and six playing Parramatta, then zero and seven playing uh, the Souths, uh, and then Owen Wilson after that. I mean, unbelievable that they've wrapped up two wins against two of the stronger teams in the comps, certainly Parramatta. Uh, and then they did it again. They backed it up, and they did it again against South. So good luck to them. Well done uh, to the Tigers. Plenty of talk about them and Jackson Hastings steering the ship. And, it's, I mean, it's good to see. Great to see Madge uh, have a smile on his face. And, uh, you know, plenty of passion. Really pumped up there in the box. It is good to see. Uh, for the Tigers, Nofaluma, back to a little bit of vintage form, 102. He's scoring tries again. Luke Brooks with a with an 80. Another Luke Brooks uh, random jammy pick up the ball in his own half and sprint down the field like a little wee dwarf um, and score a try. He, I know he would have done that a dozen times in his career, I reckon. If you look back at all the... If they did a montage of all the Luke Brooks tries, I reckon there'd be at least 10 to a dozen that uh, somehow uh, a missed ball, ball on the ground, something's happened, and he scooped it up and he sprinted 70 metres down the field and scored a try. It seems to happen all the time. Um, and, yeah, he just does my head in Luke Brooks. Small little wee body, little wee legs pumping away, and this massive giant head on the dude. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so positive, keep, keep it positive. Tigers won, so let's keep it positive. Uh, Hastings, 54. I don't know if he's a super coach option. Um, he's controlling the game and playing really well. I, mean, I guess if... if you chuck another try, you chuck a try assist in there, and all of a sudden he's he's pumping out mid seventy scores, which is great. So maybe he is. He does have the dual flexibility. Um, maybe he could be become a super coach option. The kicking is a little, um, it's an issue. I don't think Brooks. I, I think if they give the kicking to him 
full time to Hastings to full time. You got to have a look at them. They they still going with Brooks from time to time. Put it all on Hastings. He's he's doing a job for you. Uh, Leilua just the forty six. Uh, not a lot doing for him. Still had a strong game and playing really, really well for the Tigers. Uh, for the Bunnies, Kalamatangi, 111. Playing really good footy, Kalamatangi. And I think he, I think he's possibly in line for an origin berth. I mean, he's playing better footy than the likes of Angus Crichton. Never know. He might he might, he might, might jag an origin spot. Cam Murray, uh, I'll, I'll, definitely a top five player in the comp uh, for sure. Uh, just leading by example, playing great footy. Uh, 82 for him. Cody Walker showing glimpses. Definitely showing glimpses. Uh, 77 for Cody Walker. Uh, real improvement. Still going to lose. Still going to drop money this week, uh, and going to become very affordable. And I wonder if people uh, think about jumping on old Cody Walker because there's a, a ton's not far away for sure. Uh, Alex Johnson 77. Jag to try again. Campbell Graham playing very very good footy. Uh, all this talk about Talakai all of a sudden being an Origin player, please spare me. He's not playing. He's not playing Origin. Uh, Campbell Graham is going to get a centre spot well before Talakai does. If Turbo's fit, Turbo's obviously one centre. I think Campbell Graham is the other centre. Stags, no. Talakai, no. It's it's going to be Campbell Graham. Um, Cook, sixty-two. Another good strong performance from Cook and rewarding owners. Uh, Jai Arrow, another uh, fifty. Uh, 51. I think they took 20 off him for that terrible drop kick option at, towards the end of the game there. Poor bloke. Shouldn't have had the ball in the first place, to be fair. Uh, and they yeah, thought he'd give it a crack, and it was an absolute shocker. Uh, Ilias, 46. Not a bad score. If, you, if you're if you an owner, you had to play him. Yeah, you'll take 46 from Ilias. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, it was a lot worse for Blake Taff. 21 points. Um, a lot of people brought Taff in. Very envious when I saw um, players that uh, brought him in and didn't play him. Uh, I thought he was a play. I, mean, I assumed that you know South would score plenty of tries and he'd be kicking plenty of goals against them, and it just wasn't to be um, for Blake Taff. And yeah, he's just you, you got him in. He'll make you some cash. How much cash are you going to make on performances like that? We'll have to wait and see. You know, it's not looking great <laughs> to be fair, and I don't think he's a play in seventeens based on performances like that. Uh, something to keep in mind. Uh, a few injuries, though, and the judiciary news. Tony Milne, high tackle. Uh, he might miss a week or two by the looks of things. Uh, they'll open the door for uh, cheapy Isaiah Tass. Pretty happy. I brought Tass in a few weeks ago, thinking he might jag Mansell's wing spot. Uh, he might get a spot in the centers now on that lethal left edge. So hopefully that comes to fruition, and um, he might become a very popular buy uh, this week. Um, Isaiah Tass. Um, Injuries. Dane Laurie's done his knee. The poor bugger. He looks like he'll be out for uh, four to six weeks. Uh, maybe Stafford Toa to the back. He's been pretty impressive. Stafford Toa, the recruit from the Knights. He might get a go at the back. Jacob Host uh, done his shoulder. Uh, he's got to be in serious doubt. You would have thought. Uh, Hummy Sally serious uh, head knock as well. You don't. You think he would? He would have a week's break at least. There's a pretty serious concussion there. So, and Liam Knight pulled up a little bit lame towards the end there too. He hasn't been listed here, but that he's got. He's had plenty of niggles, so might not be anything serious. But they could have some issues there. Definitely depth wise in the pack. Um, they might have to call on. Um, I saw that uh, Shaq. Um, uh, what's it? Latrell's Shaq Mitchell might have, might get a run out of reserve grade. Uh, you think Havili might come back in? He might have to play a little bit in the middle. Uh, and I think uh, Davi Mowali is going to play bigger minutes as well. He was already in the 17, and he might get a bigger workload 
uh, with these injuries. Um, these injuries in the pack does probably mean Jairo is going to play a full 80 on the edge because normally he's been playing 20, host comes on and uh, then Arrow moves into that middle rotation. So there are some issues there for the Bunnies, um, but a great win for the Tigers. They will take that. All right, we'll take a wee break and I will be back with a new segment. Uh, I've got a bit of a rant. Stay tuned. Righto. Uh, I was going to rant, but actually I'll, I'll save that. It's not worth ranting about. Let's continue on uh, reviewing uh, round seven um, and Sunday. Parramatta 39, Newcastle 2. Newcastle 2. What is doing there? Uh, terrible performance by Newcastle in front of a big Anzac weekend crowd, 25,000 plus, and just they gave nothing. Some of that defense, some of that goal line defense was a disgrace. Uh, and yeah, the absolutely terrible performance. Um, it would, they said it in the press conference after pretty hard to look at blokes in the eye and yeah, fair. And they issued an apology to the fans. Absolutely, absolutely terrible performance. The Parramatta were, were good. Uh, they went great. Uh, you know, they were good, uh, and just got some really soft tries given to them. Um, and you know, but you can, you know, you're playing what's in front of you. And, uh, yeah, Parramatta, clearly far superior team to Newcastle. 39-2. to two. Wow. Um, no charges out of this game. Brody Jones did uh, get an elbow injury. Uh, reasonably popular uh, second-row cheapie there for Newcastle. So that's something to uh, look at Look at there. There's still, you know, Barnett's still a few weeks away. I mean, that again, just this makes it even worse. Just shows what a shocker that was for Barnett, getting that six-week suspension there for what he did. Uh, earlier in the year and it's you know the fact that they're really struggling for numbers uh, in the forwards and specifically in the back row second row and yeah they're going to be they're going to be pushing it they're going to be really struggling to field uh, a quality second row it might be maybe a jack johns gets a gets a go i know you know he is a second row he might get a he might get a game um not much first grade experience for him and you know it's 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 down it's a downgrade for sure uh, even on brody jones um so yeah they've got some serious issues uh when you're getting smashed like that guys like Ponga can't do their thing uh like i thought uh you know clemmer had a pretty good first half um the Saifidi boys uh are struggling a little bit um definitely not the form of last year uh for daniel Saifidi who played origin definitely hasn't got that same form this year uh, not enforcing like um, like he was 12 months ago. And he might struggle to get an origin spot. To be fair, I think they'll probably they'll probably pick him. Um, but based on form, I don't think he deserves a spot. But uh, might be one of those ones where you pick him and you you watch him go out and kill it in a blue jersey, and then his form his form just goes from there back to clubland. We'll wait and see. Um, for Parramatta, Isaiah Papali just doing his thing. Two very soft tries. Unbelievable, unbelievably soft tries that he scored. I mean, the first one they had him held up, and then he just kept fighting, kept fighting, and dotted down. Second one was just he, he quickly shot into out of dummy half, and it was there's no way that should have been a try. And boom, through he went, easy peasy. And 123 points for Papa Papali'i, and well done, owners of the got him. I'm very jealous. I want the bloke. He's you know, again with Papalia, you look at him at the start of the year, you're like, oh, geez, was last year just a flash in the pan? You know, he's pretty expensive, but he's killing it. Absolutely killing it. He's such a good player. Um, 
he's going to the Tigers next year. Will he have the same impact with the Tigers? You wouldn't have thought so. Um, but yeah, that's what he's doing. He's, he, and he'll get paid at the Tigers, and it's a it's a great signing for them. Uh, and he's just killing it again this year. Uh, Sean Lane, eighty eight, did his usual, did his usual uh, bullshit try close to the line because he's three meters tall. Not a fan of Lane. Uh, Marnie back to form with eighty four. Mitch Moses playing well, eighty one, scoring scoring, um, setting up tries, kicking goals. Uh, Dylan Brown, seventy seven, might have scared a few owners when he was uh, out in the centres, but he did jag a try there uh, to get another good score for Dylan Brown. Uh, he was uh, had to have a tough conversation with him a few days ago, and I did say, look, mate. I do have to let you go from my team. And he said, let me guess, Nathan Cleary. I said, yeah, he understood. And uh, look, it worked out. Um, and he'll go on. Brown will go on to do bigger and better things. Away from being a Tomahawk. Uh, Penasini, 64. He jagged a jammy try. Just from a Newcastle balls up in the end goal there. And he managed to just put his hand on it. And I'll take that. Uh, as an owner, 64, you'll take that. He's just, he's just churning along nicely for owners. I mean, most people have got him. And you're playing him because the centre's centre wing is is pretty skinny, and he's doing a job for you. Uh, Campbell Gillard, another strong game, 56. Madison, 55, playing really well, but he's not playing 80 minutes. Um, looks like they just want him on the bench there, and he's doing a strong. He's playing well for them, playing in the middle of the field. Um, not much else doing. Clint Gutherson, 35, and a team that scored 39 points, and he only got 35. Gutherson's a very selfish player. I reckon. A few times there, he could have passed the ball uh, to a player in a better position in attack, and he didn't. He goes himself. I reckon he's I reckon he's fucking selfish. Uh, Junior Paulo, 27. Uh, hand up. I almost put, I almost had Paulo on my side at the start of the year. When I got, when there was uh, news came out, he was part of the leadership group. I think he might be the vice captain. So I thought, okay, he already played big minutes. I thought, okay, this will be great for him. He'll play, possibly play slightly bigger minutes. You know, plenty of he's a PPM beast. Uh, almost brought him in. Glad I didn't because he's uh, he must have had a word with Jake Dravojevic. And Jake said, Hey, play it this way, just catch him pass in the middle of the field. It's awesome. Shit for super coach owners, but you know, it'll improve your game out of sight. And he's not he's not hitting the line that much anymore. He's playing, um, he's playing that middle ball player role. Uh, I don't know if that's his go. He's so destructive with ball in hand, just hitting the line. He can, he can. He can bust through the line. He's got an offload in him, and a lot of that's been taken away by this uh, ball-playing role uh, that I thought um, Nathan Brown, their their lock, was good at anyway. So that's what Parramatta's doing. Uh, look, for Newcastle, Frizzell, 58. Clemmer, 48. I reckon all that 48 was in the first half. Um, he definitely came. He definitely played the start of the second half. I'm sure he did. Uh, off he came. I don't think he came back on. But I re- he was on 40-something at halftime for sure. And he you know, he caught my eye, but uh, then the points just dried up completely. Uh, Bradman Best, 45. Uh, Kurt Mann, 43. Guess you'll take that if you got him in your centres. Uh, Brody Jones, 37. Like I said, did get injured. Ponga, 35. Uh, Chris Randall, still a very, very uh, well-owned player. Um, 30 points. Um, a lot of players would have played him this week after back-to-back good scores, and then back to 30 this week. So not really there for Randall. He's still got his make money this week. He still may make some money the next week or two. So you don't need to get rid of him just yet, unless you want to maybe unless you don't have either of Cook or Grant, or you want to get the other of Cook and Grant and run with a uh, one-two gun punch there in your hooker hooker position. 
Um, if you got the money, go for it, I reckon. Uh, that's probably about it. Jake Clifford, another another quiet game, 17. That's about it for that game there. Newcastle, they've got a lot of improving to do. They are in 14th, I believe. 14th place for Newcastle. And let's talk about the team that's in 15th place and the team that's in first. And that is Canberra Raiders against the Penrith Panthers. And wow, what a performance. Uh, you look at Penrith and it was just relentless domination in that second half. That defense was was brutal. It was swarming. It was fast. It was in their face. And they mentioned it there towards the end of the game that Canberra hadn't even had a tackle in Penrith's half yet. They managed to grab maybe two tackles right towards the very end of the game in Penrith's half. That's incredible. Unbelievable statistics there. And, uh, yeah, just the way Penrith play the game, they just don't give up. They just they just keep going for 80 minutes. And it was a close game at halftime. And Canberra were playing really good. And they were right in it. They were in for the fight, playing, you know, really tough, putting a lot of pressure, rushed defense on the edges there and putting pressure on, on Penrith. Uh, but it eventually told Penrith just took a strong hold, had all the possession, had all of the territory for sure in that second half, and uh, and eventually you know Canberra had to uh, Canberra's resolve started to drizzle away. I thought Canberra's defence was really really good, um, and if another team was uh, playing Penrith like the Warriors, uh, Penrith would have scored eighty. Um, but uh, yeah, Canberra. I think Canberra can hold their head high. Um, 36 to 6, yeah, it doesn't look great. Uh, but I thought Canberra played much, much better than that. Big difference. You have a look at what the Penrith outside backs do, running the ball compared to what Canberra's do. Uh, and that was a huge, you could see it there. And, they, and the commentators did mention, I'm glad they did, that the way Penrith, the Penrith's plan, when they're in good field position there and Canberra have to kick it and Penrith's you know, retrieving it maybe 30 metres out or whatever, it's all their outside backs doing the hit ups. The forwards are there. It's not like the forwards are all struggling to get back on side. The forwards are there, but the backs are doing the hit-ups, and they're saving the forwards petrol, and so the forwards can can smash them in defense. So the Penrith backs are doing all those hit-ups that, and um, rucking out of the territory there, and then it's saving the um, petrol for Kikau, for Fisher-Harris, um, for Yo, for Martin, whoever else is playing in the middle, and then they, they've got all that petrol in the tank, and they can just rush off the defensive line and smash the opposition back. And that's what they were doing. I mean, how often can Canberra go back? Uh, it was, yeah, it was just, it was dominating. And it was relentless uh, and very, very impressive. And that round 10 game, Magic Round, Saturday night, Can I'm um, sorry, not Can definitely not Canberra, uh, Penrith versus Melbourne. Uh, and that is going to be the stonker of all stonkers. Definitely going to be the game of the year, at least uh, up into round, uh, for up to round ten. There, a uh, huge game. I love the fact that it's a neutral territory there, so there's no excuses. You can't say, oh, you know, it was oh, I was at Penrith Park. They're so good there, or it was down at Amy, and they're so strong there. It's neutral territory. I know the Storm do play well historically at SunCorp, so they may have a slight advantage. Oh, what a great game that's going to be! A few weeks away. Let's let's uh, let's keep our powder dry, but something to look forward to there. Hey, look in this game, Supercoach wise, Nathan Cleary, 158. Thanks for coming. Far out. Like I said, you got to get him in. He's the best player. You just got to get him in. Back to back 150s. How good! Uh, the guy's just going to start raising, 
raising the bar in terms of his price. I mean, he's going to be a million bucks in no time and he's going to keep going and he's going to be out of reach for a lot of people. So if you didn't get him last week, it's going to be really hard. And, and I think if, if you were still in doubt last week and you, and you didn't get him, that performance on Sunday just underpinned it. You've got to have him in your team. You've just got to have him in your team. Find a way, use the boost. I mean, don't worry about the points that you've you missed out on this week. Just get him in because it, these are the kind of performances he's going to be putting up every week. It wasn't it wasn't like he completely dominated the game for Penrith. He didn't. I mean, he I mean he played very very well, but he's just accumulating here, there, everywhere. His, his total game is it's not perfection, but it's pretty bloody close. So. Get him in your team, and he makes everybody else better. He put kick out through. I'm a kick out owner, and I was pretty stoked because, you know, he's, just, he's, he's a tough watch sometimes. Kick out, and Cleary puts him through. You beauty. He's putting other guys through. I thought he would. I had him to score a try myself. Didn't happen, but yeah, 158. You'll take that. He's a he's a, a while Turbo was still out, and the form's not there. Cleary's a set and forget captain option every single week, you know, um, and even if you had a Talakai VC on Talakai and you've got Cleary, you think, geez, what do you do here? You know, and Cleary almost outscored him. You, you, you would VC loop, you would VC loop Talakai, but Cleary almost uh, pulled your pants down there. Great score from him. Crichton 104 with a hat-trick, including uh, a penalty try. Uh, he's playing really, really well. Talk of him for Origin as well. Again, I still think Campbell Graham's ahead of him on the list. Edwards, another strong game, 81. Yo, another strong game, 79. I could say this for everyone. He did score a try. Uh, Kikau scored a try, 76. Taylor May doing his thing, ticking along, 59. Take it. Nothing wrong with that. Um, what else have we got down here? Uh, Isaac Tago, 31. Don't stress. Everyone's got Isaac Tago. Everyone's playing Isaac Tago. He's still doing a great job. Absolutely zero reason to get rid of Tago. Don't worry about his price. Don't worry if he starts to drop money in the next few weeks. He's he's a play. He's playing round 13, and uh, he's still one of the best centre-wing options that you're going to have. So don't stress. I wouldn't be selling at all until after the buy. Uh, and to be fair, I think he's a season-long keeper, uh, playing in arguably the, most, the best attacking team in the comp, if not the second best. Luai, just 20. In a team that scores 36, Luai, just the 20. Not too many owners anyway. Nothing to worry about there. Uh, for Canberra, uh, Joe Tarpany, 84 with a try. Starling, another good performance, 72. Uh, Papa Lee was strong, especially earlier on, 55. Uh, and then it just drops. Uh, Howard and Ira, 32. Uh, Brad Schneider, 30 points. Um, I traded him out uh, over the weekend. He went, clear came in. I'm happy with that. Schneider did a great job for me. Uh, made some good cash. And looks a good player, but... Um, you know, Penrith can make anyone look look pretty ordinary. Uh, and then all the backs there. All, look at these look at these numbers here. Rapana, 26. Valame, 19. Whiten, 15. Tomoko, 15. Kotrick, 13. Nickel Clockstar, 10. Xavier Savage, 7. Ugly, fugly for Canberra. Uh, keep that in mind whenever uh, a team is playing uh, Penrith because they will just, they'll kill you. They'll, they'll swarm you defensively and they'll stifle all your attack. You've got to keep that in mind. All right. Anzac Day. Lest we forget. Lest we forget if you were... Uh, maybe you'd want to forget if you're a Rooster or a Warriors supporter. Uh, let's talk about the first game of the SCG. Dragons 14, Roosters 12. 
Um, fantastic uh, ceremony. Um, you know, fantastic stuff, paying respects. It's, it's, you know, everyone talks about one of the best days of footy for the year. Totally agree. Really, really, really good um, to see uh, the vets there, uh, all the fans paying their respects. Uh, you know, it looks like the only incident was, and you always, when you're standing there, uh, like I'll always stand up in the lounge and give a moment silence and, and, and pay my respects. And you just, you're just looking out of the corner of your eye, listening out to see some Muppet is going to start yelling and yahooing. And one Bronco did and absolutely got his beans. One of the only times I've cheered for a bloke in a Bulldogs jersey before that fella just giving it to that absolute dickhead, um, who was carrying on. Um, like a pork chop there up at Suncorp. I'm glad he got what he deserved. Um, but yeah, on S- Sunday at the, sorry, Monday at the SCG, that was sensational. Big crowd, um, good game of footy. Two teams really, uh, especially St. George, who really put in. I thought St. George played really, really well. Roosters again just can continue to be clunky. You know, they talked at the start, you know, they talked in pre-game there. What, what's what's the most important thing? What, what have you emphasized? And they said, our start, we've got to improve our start. Half time, zero points. So work to be done there. Serious work to be done for the Roosters. Um, issues, Zach Lomax, dangerous contact. I think he's going to be okay. Tupo, <laughs> high tackle slash dangerous contact. How he stayed on the field's ridiculous. Uh, well, at least he should have got 10 minutes for sure. How was that not a sin And look, I, I'd support the Roosters. Uh, and how would that wasn't a sin is beyond me. He stayed on the field. That was incredible. Um, injuries, though. Jack Bird looks like he's broken his arm. Uh, Jaden Sewer, uh, an ankle. Moses Sully had a cork as well and was struggling, but he fought his way through it there. Looks like Sewer uh, is definitely going to be out for maybe four to six. Uh, Jack Bird's definitely going to have some extended time. Looks like Teletile Moan will come on to 5-8 for Jack Bird. And they're going to have to find another edge, edge back roll. I guess they could uh, just slot Tarek Sims in there, who started... Um, on the bench and played in the middle because uh, Josh McGuire played on an edge for pretty much 80 minutes and he was struggling towards the end of the game there. Um, and yeah, the Roosters exploited that a wee bit, but very, very strong performance from the Dragons, I thought. Uh, four there, Francis Molo, 76, scored an easy try where he ran through um, Takiaho and Tupanua. Collins was there a little late as well. Soft as try. Lomax, 67. Just pumping out good scores for owners. Hasn't had a bad game yet, Lomax. At least not super coach wise. And hasn't, I don't think he scored a try. So just pumping out great scores there. Well done, owners. Um, Maguire, 64, as I mentioned. Big minutes on the edge. Uh, what else doing here at, at the Dragons? Not much there, but a really solid win. For the Roosters, my boy Joey Manu cracks 100. God, just six on legs. What a stud. Uh, Tupanua, 84, another try. Tedesco, 76, uh, much maligned, James Tedesco. A lot of people traded him out because with the Taff and Cleary options there, and, you know, that's fair enough. Very, very busy game from Tedesco. Had his hands on the ball a lot. Ran a shit ton of meters. Gave it everything. I thought he had a really good game. Uh, highlight for me was when he was running down the field. The shorts came down and flashed that ass. Uh, it's good to see for, uh, for Tedesco and uh, Tedesco admirers. Uh, myself included. Uh, Takiaho was strong, 57. Suwali, 56. He did get a try assist there for Manu. Uh, he looks, he looks, um, he'll, look, he'll be a popular trading option this week for sure. 250 something K, I believe. Uh, a lot of people will bring him in just to free up cash. He's a borderline play, depending how your center wings are set up. Borderline play, 
uh, each week. Uh, you got to, th- you say it every week, the Roosters will start to click. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. So, yeah, but Suwali, he does look good. Made that massive tackle and broke uh, Jack Bird's arm as well. Uh, and he's um, he's playing pretty good footy. I think they're going to stick with him. And, yeah, I think he's a solid option to play each week. Uh, well, Sam Walker, 52. Uh, he tried. He, I like. He, he runs the ball. He's a little fella, and he runs the ball. I do like that. He was pretty close on a couple of occasions to breaking through. I think he might have snuck a sneaky trash time uh, line break towards the end of the game. Uh, I was happy because I watched him closely. I do own Sam Walker. The fact that he's dual really does help um, for Super Coach. Uh, his partner in the halves, Luke Keary, forty-five, just not quite finding form. Luke Keary, I think he's still struggling a little bit. Uh, coming off some horrendous injuries and the head knocks and things. It's just not quite clicking for Kiri, and he's, he's, he's not taking control of that team the way you'd want. He is wearing the number seven. Angus Crichton, 43. Pretty sure he played the full game, and 43. And, the, and he's I think his BE might have been in the 50s, so he's not going to drop too much cash, but he's a very affordable player. You'd love to look into a crystal ball and find out whether he's playing Origin. And if he's not... Gee, you'd want to buy him. He's going to play around 13. And yeah, he's a funny old option there, Angus Crichton. I'll have to look at him because I do have a concern in the second row myself personally. Uh, and you got to think the class will start to prevail. And if the Roosters do click, he'll be a part of that. Uh, Daniel Tupo, just the 26. So a bit of a uh, letdown game there for Tupo. Uh, and yeah, like I said, very lucky to stay, uh, to at least not get a sin bin uh, for what happened on um on that tackle on uh, I think it was on Ravalawa. Uh so let's go to uh let's go to the last game. Anzac Knight, how good was this? What a great what a great spectacle and well done to the storm uh, uh, for putting it on. They turned the lights off and they've got the um they got the images on the inside of the roof there of the team logos, the poppies, the Anzac badge. Uh, just looks fantastic, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic stuff to see. Well done to the Storm; they do it so well, and uh, a great, a great uh, watch. Um, Aaron Penne is on report for a high tackle. Uh, Josh Curran has done his knee; he looks like an MCL. So, usual thing with the MCLs; they usually say four to six. So we'll see about that. Poor old Dylan Tisney's Lesniak uh, took a head knock, a really serious head knock. Uh, they did say he was walking around, and he was, you know he was up and about after the game. So that's good news because it was a serious one there where he, he went to the, started heading to the ground and then he took Solomon's knee, Bushko, and he was gone before he even hit the grass and face planted in the grass. Looked nasty. So good news there that he was okay, but you would think they would give him uh, the week off. Five-day turnaround. And I think they play the Raiders on Saturday. So very short turnaround there for the Warriors. You'd think... They wouldn't risk Watini Zalesniak, so there will be some changes in their back line. It won't just be Watini Zalesniak that doesn't play, I would have thought. Uh, Remus Smith took a head knock as well, possibly a cheekbone injury. Uh, I have to wait and see there. Uh, for the uh, for the Storm, uh, some really good scores. Wow, we uh, you look at some of these scores, and it's... Uh, yeah, what's that playing in the background? Let's talk about the Warriors first. Jazz Tavanga, 58. Egan, 57. He actually had a good game. Uh, Lodge, 47. Almost lost his shit. Uh, but managed to managed to stay on the field. 47 points for him. 
Uh, what else doing here? Uh, Josh Curran, 32, and then you got the MCL. Uh, Reese Walsh, just a 32. Fanua Blake, 27. What's doing there? Uh, rough score. Um, Johnson, 21. Was he one of the ones that uh, that the coach Brown was talking about that didn't put in, that stopped trying and gave up? I know he was definitely talking about uh, Ed Kosey, who had an absolute shocking game. Uh, four points. I wonder if that's four points for the four tries he gifted to Coates. Maybe it's a point for each one. Uh, absolutely terrible. One of the worst games of footy I've ever seen an NRL player play. Dead set. Absolute disgrace of a game. Um, all right, enough of that. Uh, for, for, the, uh, for the Storm, tons everywhere. Uh, didn't they look good? Didn't they look so good? Um, I want to say, oh, who was probably their best player? Pretty close between maybe Munster. Maybe um, maybe Pappenhausen. Oh, no, Hughes was awesome. Pappenhausen, 155. How good. How good. He had a big break even this week. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Punched out an awesome score. Uh, and, uh, you know, everyone was concerned about the ankle or whatever. I know someone traded him out because they needed to get Cleary. Uh, and now it's going to be hard to try and get Pappenhausen back. Uh, he's the best fullback in the comp for Supercoach, certainly. Uh, and... Just killed it. Xavier Coates, 123. Well done to owners who kept. Uh, I traded them a few weeks ago before those low scores. Uh, I was just struggling with them. And yeah, those two low scores. I thought, good, good, good. Just justified. <laughs> he comes out with that. You're going to get that with him. Uh, four tries. Like I said, gifted. Just gifted playing against an inept opponent in uh, Cossie. Uh, Cam Munster, 110. Just controlling things beautifully. Running, kicking, uh, doing a little bit of everything. Uh, Hughes, 108. Uh, he's such a good player, Hughes. And look at that. Look at that. The other uh, top five scorers for the Storm, the the um, the spine were the spine were in the top five. Pappenhausen, 155. Munster, 110. Hughes, 108. Grant, 80. Grant dots down for a try as well. Um, good scores across the field. Josh King, 56. Well done. I mean, there's no need to get rid of him. He's he's playing good minutes. He's going to be the starting lock for the whole year, you would have thought. And um, he's 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 pumping out 50s. You'll take that. Uh, not a lot else doing there for the Storm. So, yeah, lots come out of that game. Uh, Nathan Brown did say that um, some of his guys weren't putting in, uh, had given up. Uh, I, wonder who he's, I reckon he's talking about guys like Johnson um, certainly, and certainly some of his backs, uh, Cossie for sure, who gave up on a couple. It just wasn't good enough there. That one where he turned, he started chasing, and he just quit on it. And coach kept going, dotted down, scores the try. Uh, embarrassing stuff. Uh, he, he said there was nothing wrong with the middles. He thought the middles played pretty well. I don't know if that was because he had Aiden Fennell Blake sitting half a metre away from him in the press conference and didn't want to uh, give him a hard time. But, gee, they got a lot on their, they got a lot on their hands there, the Warriors. 70 points to 10. They got a bounce back. They got the Raiders next week. Based on the current form, uh, the Raiders will beat him. But you never know there. I mean, the Warriors did play well in the first half. But yeah, second half, just just a dominating performance from uh, the Storm. Well done to them. They're, them and Penrith, clearly the two best teams in the comp. Um, I don't think Parramatta can put their hand up there yet. They, lo- they lost to the Tigers last week. So Parramatta aren't there yet. And um, neither are the Sharks. So the Sharks lost to the Storm uh, a week before 
last. So they're clearly the best two teams. And like I said, we're going to see them in round 10, magic round. How good is that going to be? Um, looking forward to that. Um, hey, look, extended episode here today. I might I might keep it this way going forward. We'll wait and see. Um, I like to keep things concise, but there's plenty to talk about this week. Uh, look, um, be a friend. Tell a friend if you enjoy the show. Uh, love talking the footy. And um, love getting your feedback as well. NRLSCTherapy at gmail.com. Leave a message on the Anchor FM uh, website if you want to. Uh, if it's uh, not too nasty or abusive, I'll, uh, I'll add it onto the pod for you. Uh, round eight coming up. Again, short turnaround. That's the last of the five-day five day, uh, weekends of footy. Uh, and we're back to Thursday through Sunday. So I'll have a pod coming out previewing round eight. Uh, but until then, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy your week, and uh, I will talk to you on Thursday. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.